0: Welcome to It's a Small Business World podcast, where you'll get the buzz about small businesses all over the world.
1: We're your hosts, KC and Jaime. We're both passionate advocates for small businesses, digital tech, and international trade.
0: I'm KC Gundiam, and I'm the founder of B2B Match.
1: And I am Jaime Volta, a tech contributor to B2B Match.
0: a so Small Business World is produced by B2Bmatch.com, the international business matchmaking platform for and by small and medium businesses. How about you check us out today?
1: We have a guest today that is an international lawyer that has been working between Paris, France and Casablanca, Morocco. She's now the active in the development of entrepreneurship in, in Morocco. Uh, Gita Iraki, welcome to Small Business World, Gita.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. It's a great pleasure, really an honor
0: for me to be here. <laughs> um, so I'm actually double honored because uh, Rita and I, we met uh, about a year ago on um, a webinar uh, where we were launching B2B match to um, ICC. And um, the other thing is I'm half Moroccan, so I'm, I'm really, really honored to, to have you here. So, Vita, tell us a little bit about, you know, your business, um, how you started, um, and then let's, let's go from there. Okay. So, as you know, I have started my professional
2: experience in Paris uh, mm-hmm. with an international law firm. And then I have decided to come back to Morocco. Which is my mother country and continue to work always within international law firms because i really enjoyed the experience with international law firm and the international aspect of our profession is really exciting but after this experience i um i was noticing the importance also of the local aspects of our profession Because I really consider that the international cannot be developed without a full comprehension of local aspects. So, And that's why I have decided to join uh, the family local law firm uh, because uh, it has 47 years of experience and has this uh, full comprehension of local aspects. So I am the managing partner of uh, this law firm, and it's my current position. And also, I, I would like to highlight, and uh, this is a debate always, I really consider myself as an entrepreneur. As, mm-hmm. Because I, I, I have to deal on a daily basis with several challenges related to developing our law firm, like a company, Client satisfaction, managing the team, uh, the relation with external organization,
0: etc. That's really interesting. So, so actually, another question is, what is it that made you become an entrepreneur? What inspired you or pushed you sometimes or forced you to become an entrepreneur? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a, a lot of different things to say like becoming an entrepreneur yeah? Yeah,
0: and you know why because as an entrepreneur most people say well it's inspirational but sometimes you're forced into you know that or sometimes you push and sometimes you're encouraged so it's all different
1: yeah sometimes you are in a situation that it just sort of naturally happens right? Before, exactly. even, because, even though you didn't think about it
0: accidental entrepreneurs <laughs> <laughs> yes but I, I, I,
2: I, I completely agree uh, Karima, because we are a little bit forced, even if it's not like we are obliged to, but we are forced by our way of thinking, I think. So mm-hmm. we, are, we are in an organi- organization, for example, international law firm or another organization, and we work within this organization's rules, but we have our uh, own way of thinking. And I think that after some uh, years of experience, we feel that we are able to do things differently. And I think then we are forced to do it, even if we are not obliged, but we feel that we can do it and we have to do it. And it was, I think, my case. So I I cannot find the specific person or event um so, but I think this is all these conditions uh, that uh, um, make me feel at, at one time that I wanted to go for this wonderful,
0: and risky venture of entrepreneurship. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> <laughs> that is what really when we met, uh, that was something that I thought was amazing with you. I, I saw the passion and I saw the fire and I saw how you were doing. and I was like, this is you know someone I really want to get to know better so I'm really glad. Thank um, you. So tell us a little bit about doing business in Morocco you know, because this is an international podcast, international platform. So we really want to show people also different markets, different industry. Um, So yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
2: So I would say, and I always say that um, Morocco is really a great place to do business uh, and more and more. So I think that the Moroccan government um, is really aware about about all the potential of Morocco and what can Morocco offers. And I think that uh, several years ago, so we have a lot of incentives and we can speak about the legal incentives, tax incentives, but also infrastructure, for example. So I think Morocco has done a jump and uh, and today uh, i i really recommend uh, not because i am moroccan but a- as as a, a lawyer advising the client for example which are investors and often they they have several choices and morocco is one of them and uh, often we can show them uh, on Facts that Morocco is a really interesting place to invest. So we have a lot of SMEs, of course, but we have also big companies in Morocco, and uh, we have also a lot of uh, subsidiaries of international. Uh, yeah, like,
1: uh, well, uh, I guess that the main idea, right, like, is you have been working in France and in Morocco, right? Like, what, what are the main things that you consider that are different in the way that uh, they, they do business?
2: I think that when we are used to work uh, with French people and in France, I think that when we came to Morocco, we can see easily that uh, there is no big differences, really so because uh, for example i can i can speak about the law we have the same law so we have we we have also we are on civil law also we are not on common law so Mm -hmm. for example if you are doing business in anglophone countries like the us or the uk and coming in morocco you will find some differences but i think if you are used with friends and french people and doing business with them uh, that wouldn't be uh, much difference. We are quite on international standard, I would say. Uh, so you will find, of course, local uh, aspects. For example, like uh, formalities. For example, in Morocco, we ha- we still face this uh, uh, this issue uh, of formalities, administrative formalities that we will not find for example in France. So there is some local uh, specifics but in general Mm -hmm. We are speaking the same language, so, f- for example, French people, they have no difficulties to speak in French and also to communicate with administrations in French, uh, so they have no, no problem with that. And, uh, and also, I would say, on the deals, for example, and investment, we are speaking on the same uh, international standards.
0: That's mm-hmm. really great to know. And then in terms of uh, industries specific to, to Morocco, um, not only from a perspective of what the country offers, but also what Morocco wants to can export. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit
1: about or, that? Or the developing industries, you mean?
0: Or, or you know, it's basically a country buys and sells <laughs> so i want to mm-hmm. know a little bit more about what does morocco buy and what does morocco sell whether it is knowledge services whether it is um, manufacturing uh, i know the aerospace industry is quite present in morocco as well so i want to know a little bit about that it's 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 for the audience because ultimately what would be great is for you guys to start getting calls from people interested in in you know, in uh, doing businesses morocco or companies interested in in hiring you, right? This is your show.
2: (laughs) I would say, on my experience, I would say that in general, Morocco will um, import more than it will export, unfortunately. But I think Mm -hmm. this is the reality. And uh, although in Morocco we have all the potential, I think, because... As you say, in many industries, we can be pioneer, pioneer, uh, for example, and we have some specific also products that you will find only in Morocco. And I think, for example, uh, to Argan oil, for example. So, and we call it the gold oil, and it's uh, it's not available in other countries and in Morocco. So, yes, we export it, but I think that... We can do more to to really uh, get people know all this potential. For example, in the or um, uh, all, all the aviation and also the car industry. So we have shown that we have all the capabilities to do it. But uh, in general, uh, what happened is that we have international firms coming to Morocco and implementing. Uh, a subsidiary here in Morocco, and then this subsidiary will carry on all the activity. So this is the economical model. So we will not have, for example, a um, Moroccan company uh, stating so the, the, the activity and after that exporting. So I would say that mm-hmm. in Morocco for now, this is more the economical model. So...
0: And, and that's mm-hmm. a really interesting one. And Jaime, you were a small business owner. I'm a small business mm-hmm. owner. The platform is about small business owners around the world, mostly, although we do have big, big organization there. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, the state of small business um, in Morocco and how, you know, how they're doing Um what they're offering and um yeah that would be great to, to to hear a little bit about that so in morocco uh
2: what is interesting also to know is that 90 percent of our companies here in morocco are smes so that shows the importance of smes here in morocco and the smes we will find when we speak about smes we will find for example companies with uh, hundred employees and uh, which are really honorable and uh, with a great business, but also some small offices with with just one or two employees. Uh, And we will find ECMEs on all the activities. So you will find it, um, I would say, uh, more in services, but you will find it also in industry and you will find it in digital for example a lot of startups uh, fortunately in morocco and we are really happy that it is increasing and that we have all the hubs uh, today and uh, all the financers etc so it is really developing so we will find smes in all the, the business activities here in morocco and for example also on the, for example, on the legal forms of companies, uh, even if, of course, we have a, a range, the old range of uh, legal forms of company, but the most used it would be the SIRN, Societal Responsabilité Limitée, so Limited Liability Company. And uh, why? Because I think this company um, uh, can be implemented with... Uh, zero dirhams for example capital so we uh, we don't need Mm -hmm. any capital to implement this company and also it can be implemented by just one shareholder so it can be only one so that i think this fact shows that we have a lot of entrepreneurs in morocco a lot of smes and i think with a great future and
0: all the regulation is adapted to that Mm -hmm. isn't it cool like honestly i'm like let's go let's go to morocco and also tell all the moroccan startups like you should be an ambassador for them and tell them to join b2b because we have companies from what now like we have companies from about 72 countries and they want to do business together right so having you as a lawyer first of all would be great so shamelessly shamelessly you know hyping you because i know how great you are um (laughs) But the the other thing is in terms of language. So you definitely spoke about how uh, Morocco has an affinity, language-wise, culture-wise, with France. But do you think with the new startups, specifically technology-wise, there is an opening to other markets? Yes, I really I really believe that
2: Morocco has all the potential because Morocco now is like a hub between Europe and Africa and we are doing everything and uh, when when i say we it's the um, the government and uh, the associations and uh, the banks uh, and uh, we as professional everyone is doing in morocco is doing uh, a, a really great effort uh, to establish morocco as a hub between europe and africa so when you are in in, in morocco you you are not only uh, with the moroccan uh, people in morocco but it can widen the world uh, to africa and to europe also so definitely yes and for b2b match i have (laughs) To say that it's a great platform, and I have, I I, I always speak about the platform with Club de Dirigeants. You know that I'm president of the Casa yes. and we are like uh, four thousand entrepreneurs. So, and I I am always saying you have a free platform connecting <laughs> people all over the world, and I think that this kind of initiative is really great because um, my conclusion uh, on the entrepreneurship sector is that the entrepreneur is often isolated and yeah. he he or she feels lonely so yeah. the fact to be on a platform like a b2b match to be in the club de Dirigeants, for example with 5000 entrepreneurs and other uh, networking platform existing whether physical or uh, virtual that's that is great really and that encourage um, entrepreneurs to continue on their
0: venture Music to our ears, and honestly, you should speak, you should come back often. Right? Right, Uh, Jaime, Rita is going to come back often. If you also, I mean, I I love, we love talking about international markets because for us, it's about international. I'm sitting in Toronto, Jaime sitting in Dublin, you're sitting in Casablanca. I mean, what? it's entirely universal and, you know, and we speak the same language. is there anything any project you're working on that you would like us to to talk about or you would like the audience to know about uh
2: i don't know about
0: uh, the project i would i would share
2: also i would share with the audience uh, some i think uh, news is that i noticed in my in my activity I noticed a great success of all the fintechs. So I see it on a daily basis. We have a lot of requests on fintech. So we have crypto uh, and also all the the digital um, money means, for example, so we have noticed just with the COVID, the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, we have noticed an increase of uh, yes, of of requests of advice on the fintech sector. So this is what. This is what is quite different in our activity after the COVID-19 pandemic and also in arbitration. So after the COVID-19 pandemic, we have noticed also that companies are more aware that there is not only court, the traditional court, but we have also other means like mediation and arbitration. So I would say that that is the 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 two uh, main uh, differences we have noticed
0: in our activities. Do you want to tell us the difference, and you talked about it, the difference between going to court and arbitration for companies that are not aware of it, specifically if they're doing business internationally? Yes, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> so um, I would say that... Uh, uh,
2: i would say that arbitration is is not a recent means of uh, uh, resolution of uh, of difference but i think that uh, people are getting to know it better and the arbitration allows to have uh, to have a resolution of uh, of the difference uh, with the, with the qualified arbitra uh, Arbitre, which will have all the time, will give all the time and attention to your file and uh, you will have a, a sentence that is, I would not say that would be fair and uh, would be in your favor because we cannot we cannot know it at the beginning, but what you can be sure of, and this is wa- what I, I I say to my clients is that your file will be just judged properly, and all the documents will be reviewed, and uh, the, the the arbiter uh, will go deeper on your file, and you will have a decision based on a real fact of your file. So I really recommend it. And also, it's um, it's a quick proceeding. So if you go, for example, uh, in Morocco, and but also in France, uh, if you go to a legal proceedings, for example, before um, a traditional uh, tribunal, you can go for like... Uh, years of legal proceedings but with Mm. arbitration you can have the guarantee to have your sentence uh, so your sentence within uh, several months and of course in in bigger cases um, like uh, one year and a half but this would be for really um, important cases the other one, oh, we, can, we can we can have we can have it in in several months. So uh, this is a mean I really recommend. And also you have you have also a lot of possibilities. So you can have like an ad hoc uh, arbitration, and you choose your arbitrators. Uh, and also you can go to centers like ACC with an organization uh, and with the secretariat, etc.
1: Okay, so yeah, thank you very much uh, for being in the podcast. Uh, where can people that are uh, listening uh, find you?
2: Um, I think on on LinkedIn, basically, uh, uh-huh. and also on our website.
1: Okay, we will have uh, that added to the notes of the of the programs and, or, or yeah, by so email also. <laughs>
0: Anybody who wants to chat with Rita further, just contact us or contact contact her directly. The information with her name um, is on the podcast. And Rita is fantastic. She's responsive. Uh, She's, you know, trilingual, at least. (laughs) And uh, honestly, a delight since we met. Um, I can't wait for, you know, to meet you soon in person, hopefully. Yes, that would be great. May. is this? If are we asking an invitation to Morocco? Maybe we can go and talk to uh, the <laughs> club des dirigeants. Yeah, there. I'd love to be.
1: I'm yeah. yeah, nervous. You're we yeah. most
0: welcome, really. <laughs> <laughs> Come and visit us. I would lo- we would love to. And uh, I can't wait for people to explore more uh, what Morocco has to offer. And also, international law is a, is a fantastic discipline. So, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for coming um, You know, to talk to us. Thank you for this opportunity. That was really great.